Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 913 of the Juicebox Podcast. Erica Forsyth is back, and today she and I are going to speak about the 54321 grounding technique. I know you've never heard of it before, and you're like, uh, sounds like counting, Scott, but there's a little more to it. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. At the end of this, if you find yourself saying, I loved Erica, I want more, you could make an appointment with her at ericaforsythe.com. Erica serves a number of states right now, uh, virtually, virtually, that's the word, right? Uh, California, Oregon, Utah, and Florida. And she's in California if you'd like to meet her in person. EricaForsythe.com. How would you like super comfy sheets? Soft and luxurious. And how would you like to pay 35% less for them than other people pay? You can do that at CozyEarth.com when you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. That's right. The word JUICEBOX at checkout saves you 35%. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the company where my daughter gets her Dexcom and Omnipod supplies from. And you can get that and more from US Med. USMed.com forward slash juice box. That's how you get started. You go to the link or you call them at 888-721-1514. US Med, let me just give you a taste, a tease, right? U.S. Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs from Freestyle and Dexcom. They also have Omnipod 5, Omnipod Dash, Control IQ. That's the tandem stuff. They have so much at usmed.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored today by BetterHelp. Now, if you can't get to Erica, but you still want to visit a therapist, check out my link, betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. You can save 10% on your first month of therapy when you go to that link. Hi, Erica. Welcome back. Hi, thank you. I have you here today because, well, let me tell you why. You've mentioned something to me before about coping grounding techniques for anxiety. I remember you saying uh -huh. it to me and you just, we glossed over it very briefly. And uh, very recently, um, uh, a famous person who I've been following my whole life had uh, what they described as a breakdown mm -hmm. and that they went to uh, get help. And that one of the things at the therapy that, that they sought out that was incredibly helpful is something called the five, four, three, two, one coping technique. Do you call it that? Do you have a, a word, a name for it? Um, I call it grounding technique. Grounding. Okay. I want to just, I, I don't imagine I'm going to get to talk very much in this, but I'd like you to explain what it is, um, talk about the steps of it, and then maybe give me some examples of how to use it in real life. Okay. So the grounding technique, there can be, you can utilize all five of your senses. Sometimes I also teach my clients just the, the three, two, one technique, which I will um, explained mm -hmm. 
So grounding, what that actually means is bringing your mind and body and your senses to the present moment. This, do you want me to, to review it, what it is first or why it might, why it might be helpful? I think, I think why, how do you get into that situation? Because what it yeah. makes me feel like is that you become a little disconnected from reality. Like maybe you get lost in a, in a feeling or a thought or a mm-hmm. problem, right? Yes. And it's almost yes. like in, in, in my head, it feels like, um, it feels like, uh, the, Visually, like if you've ever seen in a movie, somebody getting sucked out of a dream, like they're having a dream and then all of a sudden they they suck them back to where they are. It's almost like to me, it's that feeling of I'm away in this dream in this other place and I can't get back to me. Yes. Is that the idea? Okay, yes, yes. Okay. So I would I would encourage someone to use this technique when they are feeling like people describe it as they're they're spiraling. Right, their their mind, their thoughts are racing. They feel like they can't control the experience they're having, whether it's physiologically, like your heart is racing, you're maybe even feeling like you're spinning a little bit, and your thoughts are just you're perseverating on something. Usually, it's about anticipatory fear, something you're you're worried about in the future, but it can also be something that's happening currently, or it could be something that happened in the past, and you feel like you cannot get yourself out of that moment and out of the feeling. And it feels really scary and overwhelming that often can also, this experience can be connected to having a panic attack where you, which are, it's very scary. I know people describe it as feeling like they they might, it's as if they were dying, right? That their, their heart is racing. They can't catch their breath. The, the grounding technique can be difficult to utilize once you're experiencing a full panic attack. So this would be something, but it can be done, but it, it's really, really challenging. So this is kind of when you're in the space of your, you, you know that your mind is just going, 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 and your heart is racing and you can't feel like you can't make it stop. Okay. So what you want to do, so the grounding technique, again, you can call it with your all five senses or three is bringing yourself to the present moment. And sometimes even before Using the grounding technique, it's helpful to kind of check in with your breathing. So two different ways to do that. One is just placing your hand on your heart and you're just kind of getting in touch with your body and you might feel your heart racing. You might feel it slowing down. You're just kind of letting your body know that you're here, like you are with your body. Because sometimes people describe when they're feeling panicky, is it that's like, you know, the out-of-body experience. So you're connecting your hand to your heart and connecting with your body. Another way, and this kind of goes with the five, four, three, two, one technique is holding up one hand and you're tracing the other hand. You're tracing one finger on the other hand up and down the finger, your fingers. This might be hard to do without seeing it. I used to do this. I used to do this when I was a kid. I start at my wrist and go around my thumb and, and then around my pointer finger and then just keep going around the edge of your hand like that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. you're inhaling as your as your pointer fingers going up one finger, your thumb, and then you're exhaling, going down. I encourage people to try these breathing and you kind of go through up and down each finger, inhaling as slow as you can, and then exhaling as your pointer finger goes up and down each digit to just kind of slow 
your mind and body down before you do the grounding exercise. There's really no right or wrong way to do it, but mm-hmm. sometimes people tell me, and I know it can be really challenging to be in this headspace of of panic and then say, I'm going to do my grounding technique. It's, it's hard to jump into that. So the, the breathing yeah. exercises kind of help slow everything down. Okay. Okay. So the five, four, three, two, one, the first one is look, you're looking in your room where, or wherever you are, you could be at the grocery store and having this experience. You could be driving in your car. You could be at your office. You could be at your child's school, wherever you are, you're looking around in your physical space and identifying five things that you can see. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what this experience does is it, it forces you to stop thinking about whatever you're thinking because you're then having to look and identify, okay, I see this book. I see the lamp. I see the desk. And you kind of want to, it takes time, but you kind of want to do it as slow as possible. You don't want to be like, okay, I see boom, 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 next. Um, (laughs) But again, this, it, (laughs) um, so kind of look around and taking it. Okay. I see five things. The next one, and oftentimes it gets confusing of like, which sense do I do five, four, three, two, one? It doesn't really matter. Parker, can I ask a question? Yes. Yeah. Like just, and I'll, uh, I want to get back to what you said. It doesn't really matter no. what senses, but, but in the, in the idea of like five things that I see around me, um, it's, it's not like I see five pieces of paper and I'm done, but do I say it out loud? Do I see, I see a pack of paper. I see a camera. Like, am I saying it out loud or am I saying it in my head or does that not matter? Um, I think it probably depends on your comfort level. If you're alone, it could be helpful to probably say it out loud and then define it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I see the, the tissue box and it's rectangle and there's orange and yellow and blue print on it. You could say it out loud. If you're in a public place and you prefer not to, it, it, it's okay. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, try, as I said, you know, going down around the objects slowly, identifying them if you can, describing them out loud or in your head, right? So just, you're just slow, you're bringing your mind and body and now first your vision to what's in front of you. Okay. Okay, the, the next one is four things you can touch. Um, and that's not just like, you know, again, I see my smooth laptop, you're going to feel it and you're going to think to yourself, okay, this is kind of rough. I can feel my fingertips going back and forth over it. And then the next thing, okay, oh, this is really smooth. The mouse pad is smooth and it's pink and purple, you know, whatever. Right, right. Um, the next one, three things you can hear. This is quieting. You know, you're, we're, you're using all of your senses to quiet your mind and quiet your body. Mm-hmm. And so you're listening. And this may take some time. It could be you hear your heartbeat. It could right. be. I can hear myself um, breathing. I can hear... Um, I, you can hear silence even if you get quiet enough like that. You can hear the room, which is silence. I don't know if that makes sense to people. I wear a lot of headphones, so um, I think of it that way. But I can hear nothing, if that makes yes. sense. You know, yes. Right. Stillness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I like that. Five things that I see. I see my. I see my microphone. It's on a stand. It's got a long cable on it. Like, take a minute to describe it. Mm-hmm. If I were to decide to touch that microphone, it's metal on one side and cold and smooth on the other side. There's a foam cover. The foam cover is rough and it's porous. And to actually touch mm-hmm. it while I'm thinking it, three things, mm-hmm. that I, three things that I can hear, mm-hmm. 
is an idea of how to get quiet and then really listen. So you're just calming yourself down, really, right? You're grounding yourself. I mean, I, yes. know, I know that's what we're talking about, but that's it's really fa- fascinating. Before we get to the the next thing, where uh-huh. does this come from? Like, where did this idea originate? U.S. Med, my friends, that's what we're here to talk about. The number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems. The number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. Number one fastest growing tandem distributor. The number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. What did I just say? Number one? Woo! Woo! You heard me. Over 1 million diabetes customers have been served by U.S. Med since 1996. It's where my daughter gets her supplies. They offer you better service and better care. How do they do that? By always giving you 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. Zip, zip. You understand? Quick, 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 like. Carry everything from insulin pumps, diabetes testing supplies to like that Freestyle Libre 3 and the Dexcom G6 and 7. G7? That sounds like new stuff. Yeah, yeah. US Med has it. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, how can you go wrong? They accept Medicare nationwide and a broad swath like a ton, like 800 private insurers. One of them must be yours. usmed.com forward slash juice box. Hit the link, sign up, get it going. Don't like the internet? You can call them 888-721-1514. I had a lot of energy for that, didn't I? Okay, yeah, I'm feeling good about that. Hey guys, just jumping in to remind you that one of our sponsors, BetterHelp, is offering 10% off your first month of therapy when you use my link, betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. That's betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. It is 100% online, boasts over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists, and you can talk to them however you want, text, chat, phone, or on video. You can actually message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. Save 10% on your first month. Where did this idea originate? Do you know? Of grounding technique? I mean, I imagine it's connected to, um, you know, an Eastern philosophy of, you know, mindfulness being present in the moment. I couldn't tell you exactly who created it or Mm -hmm. where it originated, but I imagine it's, you know, getting to that place of, the practicing the art of mindfulness, stillness, being present with your body. Um, have you discovered who who created it? it says here, the National <laughs> Institute of Health says was first developed by Lowen, uh, one one name, the Madonna of psychotherapists. Apparently, only get one name. Uh, nineteen fifty eight, between nineteen fifty eight nineteen seventy nine, uh, Lowen was one of the first body psychotherapists. Mm. Okay. Well, okay, well, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. We give him, give Lowen credit. Him or her? Yes, thank you. I'm usually the one that just calls the men. Finally. <laughs> Finally, I'm winning. Okay. Um, okay, okay so, so number two. Okay, I'm sorry. so then two, two things you can smell. Um, and again, you know, taking your time, and this is, it could be your own, you know, something that's in the air, your body, your perfume, your you know, whatever, whatever is feeling, um, it might, you might even have candles or if you, if you don't have anything, 
that you can smell. You could light a candle, you know, do if you have the oils, um, your, something. Even just your, is, your shirt, right? You probably smell your own hair, like anything. Yes, yes. Okay. Anything. Um, and okay. then one thing you can taste, which is, this is tricky, and this is why I'll, I'll go over the three, two, one. You know, sometimes people get caught up and like, well, what if I don't have like a strawberry in front of me? But it could be also just tasting and being a mindful of what is the flavor in your mouth. It could be leftover breakfast flavor. It could be your coffee, you know, that you've had. Um, it doesn't have to be something that you are actually tasting in the moment, but okay. just kind of going back to being mindful, like what did I have this morning? It might be your toothpaste, right? Or mm -hmm. your mouthwash that you're tasting in your mouth. I don't need um, to lick my desk when I get to know. <laughs> yeah, I taste that's dust. correct. Right, right, right. And by the way, how <laughs> proud is everyone of me that I didn't say that you could smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, well, you <laughs> Because that did pop into my head. Uh, <laughs> I've never watched wrestling in my life, and it still came to me. Uh, oh my okay, gosh. So wait, so the taste thing, am I actually looking? But my my first thought is to put something in my mouth and taste it. If if that's if you had happened to have something, or maybe you have your coffee or your tea, or you have food in front of you or a snack, okay. but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It can be something like there's a residual taste in your mouth typically. How long do you think the five, four, three, two, one process takes a person if they go through it mindfully? Is there not a distance uh, of time? That's a tough yeah, I don't I think it can be it probably depends on as you as you practice it, it'll probably take longer over mm -hmm. time. I mean you could probably do it in as quick as like a minute or two, but I don't know if that that might not be as effective. Um so maybe if you could stretch it out even over five minutes, 10 minutes, I think would be a challenge, but could be done. Okay. Um, Should I be seated, standing? Does it matter? Do you think? So these are good questions. I think a lot of times people associate grounding with, you know, going outside barefoot and grounding your feet on the grass, on the ground, and really connecting your body to the earth. You can do that in that process, but I also really want to encourage people that you don't have to be in a special position or environment or place to gotcha. practice this. Okay. Um, so whatever, I would say whatever makes you feel most comfortable and focused on the exercise. But if it just means you're, you're sitting in your car at the stoplight, you can do it quickly, right? Um, and oftentimes... We, clients will get it's it's confusing to think okay five four three two one what sense am I supposed to am I supposed to touch five things am I supposed to see three things um and so sometimes it just to remember three two one which is if you if you maybe if you're at a stoplight and you only have a few minutes a minute um three things that you can see two three two things that you can touch and one thing that you can hear okay um that eliminates the smell and the taste, but sometimes that isn't as easy to do. Mm -hmm. And again, it really, it, I don't find maybe in the literature, it is important to do it in that order. But I think really the, the emphasis is grounding yourself to the present moment and interrupting the thought cycle and then calming your body, you know, physiologically as yeah. well through the process. So the first time I heard anything about this was from you when I was explaining leaving my son for the first time in Atlanta and that it occurred to me that I should call my brother and talk to somebody. And you said, Oh, that you, you were grounding yourself. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know I was doing that. Uh, but it, it, it does make sense. Like, and, and then it's distracting. The conversation is distracting. And even though 
like we talked about what was happening, even saying it out loud makes you realize like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was when it was when, when it when it started to happen. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Like almost talking it out loud is helpful. Yes. And I think you were also doing that while you were driving. So you had to be. That's all I had. Yeah. You had to be kind of mindful in the moment as well of, of driving, bringing, you were in the present moment um, and, and grounding yourself can look like, yes, you were, you were talking to him and talking through what happened and then also thinking about what was next. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I also find, um, the work of uh, a guy named John Sarno around back pain to be really valuable. And one of the things that I've always taken away from his books that I read years ago, um, the, that the idea of that you can tell yourself, like, I'm not injured. Like, yeah, my back hurts, but I'm not injured. I don't have a physical injury. I didn't fall. I wasn't hit by a car. Like something's not structurally wrong with me. Yes, I'm feeling mm-hmm. pain right now, but I'm not hurt. I'm okay. My back's okay. Like I used to tell myself that and it was actually incredibly valuable. So, um, I mean, to the point where I would say that, that the stress could kind of exasperate the, the, the pain, like, so you have the pain and then you get stiff and then you start worrying, like, am I going to be able to get up for work tomorrow? And like you, you sort of spiral, I guess Uh the same thing we're talking about. And then I would just tell myself, and I would say it out loud if I ha- if I had the opportunity to. I'm not mm-hmm. hurt. My back is not injured. This is okay, and it would actually help. So yes, I mean that's really effective. You know, with people with chronic pain, right? Mm-hmm. To there, there's the pain that you experience, and then there's the thought process that goes alongside it that can contribute yeah. to even more pain emotionally or sometimes even physically, um, and that's that's a great exercise of there, there is the pain. You're not like ignoring it, diminishing it, but the thought process as a result of that, you're separating the two. You're not connecting them. Is there a world where I would ground prophylactically? I'm sorry. Is that a word people know? Um, it, uh, it, it, I'm sorry. Uh, just for context, it means like something I would do ahead of time so that the thing never happens. Like, can I ground myself before I become like, upset so like pre like a pre-meditation right so, to do yeah. something that's what i'm wondering uh, are we just talking about meditating at that point then? to front to front load i mean i think good. anything you do that you practice even when it's not in the crisis moment it's going to be easier to implement in that crisis moment or in those stages of panic Mm-hmm. So if your mind and body is accustomed to grounding yourself, which could look like meditation, which could look like various, you know, different practices. Um, if you know how to do that instinctively, it'll just be easier to do. And, you know, post right, right in the moment when you feel like you really need it. Yeah. Um, would the, is that beneficial? I, yeah, absolutely. I guess anything that works for you is beneficial, but like, it just occurred to me, like, I wonder if, it like is becoming disconnected a thing that happens like at the snap of a finger or is it something that maybe happens throughout the day and you don't recognize it until, you know, you're, you've slipped over the slope at that point. That's a, that's a great question. I think part of the initial process that when you're becoming is having that awareness that you are cycling 
or spiraling or perseverating and you're experiencing the anxious symptoms. Because oftentimes you might not even realize you're doing it until you are at that place of having the panic attack or feeling like you cannot function, um, whether it's momentarily or seasonally. And so one of the first steps, you know, is, is to increase that self-awareness of like, Oh, Oh, I'm doing that thing where I'm, I keep saying I'm using what if, you know, worst case scenario thinking, um, this is kind of going back to some of the, you know, the, the cognitive distortions or the lies or the worst case scenario thinking, becoming aware that you're doing that is, is really the first step. And then being kind to yourself in that moment okay. to say, Oh gosh, I'm doing, I'm doing that thing again. Gosh, this is cause I'm, I'm feeling really nervous about this upcoming event. Right. I'm feeling really nervous about letting my child go to school. Okay. I I'm So you're being kind of kind to yourself, being aware and being kind to yourself helps kind of lead you to then to the next step of whether it's the, you know, the deep breathing exercises or the, the grounding technique. And, uh, and do you like, from your perspective, obviously this is something uh, I should, I should be asking you, this is something you use with people who see you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Do, do people report back with, with success normally? Yes. And I think it, it can be successful, but the common issue is that it does take practice, right? So it, it it's hard to go from the state of panic to, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm feeling panicky. I'm going to go do my grounding technique. It's right. really hard, right? And so it does take that practice. And that's why we kind of, we break it down into what are the thoughts that you're thinking? What are, are there different distortions that you're believing? Um, being kind to yourself in that moment, replacing those with truths, all the while, integrating the coping skills. So it, it, it's hard to go from the A to Z without some of the steps in between. And then it, it just, it takes practice. I'm looking around online while you're talking and because it just keeps striking me that like anybody who knows about like electrical work, right? You have to ground a socket. You have to like, and you ground your, you ground it into the earth so that if there's uh-huh. a sur- I'm not an electrician, but so if there's a surge Instead of zapping you, it were the house. It literally goes down. There's a metal spike somewhere outside of your house. It's driven in the ground, and your whole electrical system is is attached to it, so that you know it can ground. We're not talking about anything different, really. When you tell people to go outside, walk barefoot, lie on the ground. Um, I even see here submerge yourself in water, um, and then there's equipment to ground yourself with, which I would have no idea about. But my son brought this up to me like last year. He's like, you know, you can get like, like a a mat to sleep on that literally is uh-huh. is grounded to outdoors. And I was like, why would that be? And I can't wrap my head around it. But maybe there's something to it, you know. That is such a great analogy. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That is good. I like it when you thank me. It makes, <laughs> it, it, it makes me feel. It is. It makes me feel evolved. Like like <laughs> oh, it makes me feel like oh, Erica thought to thank me. I must have been really thoughtful just then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good. That was a good Thank you. description. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. It also makes me feel like you're way healthier than I am when you do that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm always like, she's she's either so good at this or just way more together than I am. Uh, yeah. oh, by the gosh. way, I want people to know when they hear this first run, this is coming out during um, 
I think it's uh, National Mental Health Awareness Month in May. It is. It is. I cannot take credit for doing this on purpose. That is not why this happened. So <laughs> I saw something in my social media a few weeks ago. And I mean, for clarity, I mean, he's very public about it. I guess I'd be happy to say it. Um, the movie director, Kevin Smith, had uh, a mental health uh, crisis. And he put out a 30-minute video talking about what he did for himself. And uh, I watched it. And he was talking about this grounding technique, which made me think, oh, wow, Erica brought this up to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, wouldn't that be nice to walk through it to to share it with other people? So... It's how we got here. I'm, yes. Uh, you know. I think one, one of the, the beautiful things about it is that it can be done without anybody knowing. Like a lot of my, a lot of students that I work with, you know, maybe have test taking anxiety or, um, and even, and even caregivers as well. You can do it without anybody knowing. It doesn't have to be this big, you know, yeah. exercise that is embarrassing or causes a lot of, um, you know, public or, per- or personal distress in public. And so you, you can do it. And no one even knows you're doing it. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Kind of like opening up your phone to look at your CGM. Like <gasps> That's right. Right. Just, oh, I'm doing a thing no one knows but me. And that, yes. yeah, that is really wonderful. Uh, so practicing it. So so not not indifferent, indifferent, not unlike almost anything else in life. Like, don't just reach for this information in the moment where you're actually having a panic attack, for example, like do it today, do it now, just practice. So you, you know, the steps and maybe you'll, maybe you can even like, cause I, I mean, I'm doing it while you're talking uh-huh. and you can feel like that. Um, I guess centering's the way to go or balance uh-huh. or calm. Even like, it made me realize that when I, cause I sit in like a thousand different positions while we're talking, like I lay back, like my microphone moves around real easily. Like sometimes I'll sit back, I'll sit up, I'll sit forward but I found myself sitting up straight and and planting my feet on the ground. And I'll tell you, I never considered it before, but there's an alleviation of something when I'm, when my body knows I'm in a stable position. And I've just, I've done it like four times while you were talking. It's happened every time. I can't explain exactly what it is, but I feel stable in this position with my feet planted firmly. It's very interesting. That is, that is a great point. Yeah. I thank you for reminding me that, Oh, yes, it could be helpful if you're able, if you are seated, to have your feet on the ground, kind of everything at right angles if you can, right? Your knees and then your your hips, your shoulders above your hips, um, because that is you're kind of in alignment and that can help you f- focus if your body's in that p- posture. Mm-hmm. It can also, you're bringing mindfulness to your body through the guided, um, the grounding technique yeah Um, it doesn't have to be but that is another helpful tip well and erica as a person who slept through high school i feel weird saying this out loud but i feel like what i'm what i'm experiencing (laughs) i'm just trying to tell you i didn't do well in science but um i feel like what i'm experiencing is my body is not making a bunch of micro adjustments to keep me balanced and and so it's almost like my body's able to relax because I'm in this position. Like it, it, it feels like the, it feels like the, the chair has me chairs under me. It has me. It's behind me. The weight, my weight is there. And even when I think to shift, I can't cause my feet are firm. But if you stand up, I don't know if we think about this a lot, but you are constantly like, if you ever watch like a robot, try to balance 
like when they're teaching robots to walk and you can listen. I have okay so you can hear I the, will you can hear the servos in the legs and the articulations where it's constantly like eh, 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 eh. like it's constantly balancing itself like forever balancing itself and I just realized that when I sit up and I put my feet on the floor like this my body doesn't feel like it's it's working to hold me up and it and it's relaxing so mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. I mean grounded because my feet are on the ground but I think more I think more like it's like an alleviation of like processes that you don't know are happening constantly it's like one less thing your body's doing it's kind of how it feels but again I slept right through psychology as a senior so i did i did ace that <laughs> final but uh i did not did not listen have i ever told you that story no congratulations no thank you my my uh my senior year we had a half year psychology class and it came right after lunch i was always very sleepy during this class so i would um I would sleep through the class every time the guy was boring and it's not that I didn't like the topic. I thought the topic was great, but he just didn't deliver it well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, halfway through the year, it's time to take the final. Cause it's only a half year class. We come in, he hands out the final. I fall asleep. Like literally taking, I just, I looked at the final. I was like, I put my head down. And I went to sleep. My friend woke me up and he goes, I, I remember his words. Uh, he looked at me incredulously and said, don't you think you should at least take the final? I thought, that was a valid point. And I sat up and <laughs> slapped myself in the face a little bit and took the test. The next day we came in for the last day of class. This dejected man at the front of the of the classroom holding the finals graded in his hands. He was so like, I mean, he was distraught. Uh, and later I realized he was distraught because I think he thought his existence was um, uh, a waste of time and unnecessary because I got the best grade on the final. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was, he was so pissed. And uh, and um, he goes, how is this possible? And I said, I probably learn while I'm sleeping. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I found it. I love <laughs> psychology. I just didn't like it the way he spoke about it. But I'm, I'm fascinated by it otherwise. Um, I appreciate you doing this. Is there anything we're leaving out or any? Yeah, yes. I think I was just thinking back when you asked, you know, how do clients report? Is this effective? One thing that can be challenging is it's easier if you're hearing someone tell you to lead you through the steps. I mean, obviously it could be done independently. Mm-hmm. And so if you're finding when you're wanting to, to try this or practice this, either writing it down on a sticky note, you know, five, four, three, two, one with the different senses, you could also record. I mean, I'm sure I know there are probably, um, you know, on various apps, or even you could YouTube, Google YouTube, you know, someone walking you through this. Um, you could record yourself, which can be really powerful, um, walking yourself through the steps. Um, so if you're finding that it, it's either challenging or it doesn't feel as effective, if you're working through the steps internally by yourself, if you need to hear someone walk you through that, that's just another, I just wanted to suggest that as another tip. Yeah. Um, I don't know firsthand, but I would also bring up too that, um, I've heard so many people talk favorably about transcendental meditation. Um, and TM is, uh, I think they offer like a tiered system to pay for, like to learn how to do it. And I, I think it's pretty reasonable if that's ever something that, um, that you were interested in. I think they charge you by your household income. So, um, if you want to learn how to do TM, I, I, or, or, 
find another form of meditation that it just seems like such a good idea, honestly. Like just the idea of sitting quietly in general. Yes. For a couple yes. Of minutes. There's so much going on. Erica, like mm-hmm. I mean, there there is a moment today when I mean we work from home. You know, my my wife's downstairs, she's working. She hasn't been feeling well. You know, Arden's two weeks from coming home from school. We're traveling soon to pick her up. Um, and my son's still away. He's by himself. I'm trying to work. I had an advertiser, like, got a little funky, and I had to work it out. And, like, you know, like, there's everything going on. And I come downstairs, and my wife starts telling me something about uh, an experience she had at work today that I was really genuinely interested in. And as she's talking, the dog has to go outside. And now I'm like, hold on, hold on, wait. And I'm pausing her and I let the dog out. And then I get outside and my neighbor's waving to me. He's got a question about something. And then I'm talking to him. And before I know it, it's 20 minutes later and I'm back inside. And I'm like, Kelly, what were you saying? And she didn't even remember she was talking to me at this point. And all I could think was, there's too much happening. Like, there's just, there's too much happening. And I got to go back upstairs and I have to edit three of these podcasts today. And I have four phone calls and I have to set up this thing. And Eric and I are going to record and, and, I, I can understand when people just like, like spiral out. Like it's, it's like my life's going well uh-huh. and it's still a lot. And I don't know what you're supposed to do when things aren't going well. And all these things are still happening. And these are just little things. Like these are just momentary things that I find myself bumping into while I'm going through my day. There are other big ideas going on here. There's I have a whiteboard next to me. There's like 50 things written on it that I have to do. And, it's already time to pay like my taxes again. And like, you know, like, it's just like, it, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know? And um, I don't know. It just, it feels like it would be valuable to have a couple of moments of quiet and um, whether you're, you know, having an issue or just trying to stay present, I guess is the right word. It's so funny when you say yeah. it, when you say present grounded, when you say grace, when you say things like that, I think these are so like obvious ideas. Like, I don't know why we don't talk about them more, you know? Well, they're, and they're so, they're hard to do for ourselves and internally. Like we, we can offer grace to our children. We can help them. oftentimes, you know, we can help them calm down. Mm-hmm. We can help lead them to say, you know, it's okay. You come up from school and you're, and your child's, you know, running around, they have all this homework and their, and their blood sugar's high. And it's, it's easier to maybe help someone externally (laughs) to kind of pause and take one thing at a time, as opposed to in our own body and mind. Um, And so we, I, we often talk about, you know, trying to think how, how am I going to ground? How am I going to calm myself the way I would my child or my best friend or my partner? I'm going to try this. And because this may sound, may sound opposite of what I just said, but I'm having a struggle, like a personal struggle right now. Um, and that is, I'm bored. I don't have enough to do. Like, I, I have too much to do, but I, my kids aren't here. Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I am not good when I'm not helping people. Like, it, it feels very hot. My existence feels hollow right now. Like, I feel like I'm getting up and doing the thing I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, working on losing weight, which is going well. And, you know, like, thank uh-huh. you. And, um, and all, and so everything's moving the way I want it to. The podcast is very popular. It's doing terrific. I can't, 
you know, all that's go. There's nothing going wrong, wrong. And yet I keep thinking I'm bored. And when I really stopped and thought about it, like I'm not involved with the kids as much. And I didn't realize how much I would miss that and how much of my life. I mean, I knew how much of my life it was, but I didn't understand that there'd be a vacuum like that. Like, and there's a mm-hmm. vacuum I did not expect. Um, and anyway, I just, I need to do something because I don't know. Like I, right now I feel like I'm floating through my life at the moment, if that makes sense. So anyway. I, and maybe I, a bit, a, a bit untethered from where you found your, your purpose. Yeah. And you, you derived a lot of value and purpose from that. And so with them gone, maybe there's a little bit of untethering and that can maybe lead to various, I mean, you know, think thoughts and feelings and which are all valid and true. So yeah. you get to feel that. And in that process, maybe going back to the, you know, grounding yourself and letting yourself feel mm-hmm. those feelings of boredom and maybe sadness or loss. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, that's what grounding can do is also create space for the feelings that might be suppressed because you're going, going, going from one thing to the next. You're getting all of your checks off the whiteboard. And then the feeling that is there once you're grounded and, and present, it allows for it to come out. I, I, I don't know if this sounds silly, but I woke up the other day and I had a text from Arden and it, she just wanted this special soap. It's like a bar of soap. And I like ordered that soap and had it shipped to her and sent her the tracking information. This is the best 20 minutes of my week. <laughs> and and I just was so silly. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I, I, and I'm not having conscious thoughts like, oh, I'm valuable again. Like it's not like that. It's that I think I actually enjoyed this. Like, mm-hmm. like, like hearing their thoughts and their, their things that are going right and things that are going wrong and like mm-hmm. having conversation back and forth about it, all that stuff is like, it's just gone now. Like, it, mm-hmm. and, and, and then I'm also thinking they don't have somebody to talk about it with. Like my son, especially he's living in a city by himself right now. And, um, mm-hmm. and I feel very badly about that. Like I want him to finish this part and go somewhere where there's more people. And um, I don't know. I just, anyway, I'm going to try. This is my point. Then I yeah. <laughs> You're a good dad. I started saying <laughs> sad, 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 sappy stuff about myself. Um, anyway, <laughs> all right. One day, Erica, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go over you one day. One day, we're gonna <laughs> find out what makes you tick. <laughs> sit in these, com- <sighs> sit in these conversations on your uh, on on your throne of good thoughts and. Oh understand. gosh, I do. I want to hear what I a do mess. not have it all figured out. <laughs> I want to hear what a mess you are one day. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I, I can't gosh. be the only one telling stories about sitting around feeling hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, well, I appreciate the vulnerability. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate you doing this. I'll talk, <laughs> I will course. talk to you soon. Hey, how terrific is Erica? Find her at ericaforsythe.com. Also, uh, while you're looking for things, usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Get your free benefits check and get started with US Med. Of course, betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. That's the link where you save 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. 
Let me throw one more in here for you. 35% off CozyEarth.com, your entire purchase by using Juicebox at checkout. And what the hell? AthleticGreens.com forward slash Juicebox. Get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D with your first order when you use my link. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. If you can't wait that long, head over to the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. Become a member. Join the 40,000 other members and talk about diabetes with them. Doesn't matter if you have Type 1, Type 2, Type whatever, LADA, you know what I mean? Diabetes, you're in.